Magneto Funky, number 160. It's Friday, April 17th, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Yeah, it's been a whole month sheltering in place and only doing essential business while standing in line everywhere because of hoarders. But I did DIY uh, a piece of bikepacking gear and a bug out trailer. Well, anyway, the music this time, uh, mostly sent in by Project Records, is a set of chill out type tunes for taking a walk or a bike ride through the park. Well, at least for any of y'all who can still do that without Pepper, s'il vous plaît.
Okay, that was Airborne 2 by Eric Wolo, a Norwegian guitarist synthesist from his 2012 album Airborne, uh, reissued by Project Records. He manages to synthesize influences from Tangerine Dream and Pink Floyd to Steve Reich and Modern Electronica. Nice. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit you bet your ass. Weekly, <laughs> you're right, uh, international podzine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. Uh, my pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, uh, in-grid theory. Well, as expected, not much theory uh, due to the semi-lockdown in the city, which has greatly slowed the impact of the first big wave of COVID-19. And the second wave, the delayed reaction from all those spring breakers who partied globally, not just in Florida, and that has already started. Uh, meanwhile, I've been dealing with the hassle of the different states of face mask etiquette over the past month. Well, to start with, I actually have a two to three year old N95 mask that's a part of my sculpture studio gear. And I actually wore it a few times grocery shopping. But, you know, doing that, I, I felt like somebody else in the store or on the sidewalk who say was a stressed out healthcare worker might just think I was a selfish prick showing off that I got what everybody else needs. Now, before and after wearing a mask, for a while I was wearing one of my black bandanas, which was really uncomfortable whenever I'm walking into the big grocery store or especially going into the corner liquor store looking like that. Yeah, like Black Bart. Jeez. So, finally, uh, yesterday, Thursday, I didn't cover my face at all. Now, I'm not recommending or advocating this for anybody else. But, personally, I think I'm covered. Yeah, I'm over 60, but I don't have a pre-existing condition. And no, type 2 diabetes don't count because I beat that more than three years ago. Uh, I don't presently have a cold or the flu. I've gotten anal about washing my hands like everybody else. Who cares? And, well, the main part, I was getting social distancing space by the yuppies and tech necks around here before the pandemic hit. And, you know, my not wearing a mask ensures that I get that good six feet. And I appreciate that I'm not in New York City or Paris right now. Uh, and as long as the numbers stay low here, it won't become a thing with a fine. Oh yeah, one last thing. The guy in my building, on my floor, the Trump supporter who worked at the grocery store and came down with COVID-19, well, last week, the health department seal on his door was broken. So, okay, he's back. Uh, I was just waiting to see him and ask if he still thought it was all a media hoax. Well, I didn't see him. So, 
this week when I uh, saw one of the building managers, I asked about him. And he said the guy died at the hospital. And that was his kin come to pick up some effects. Now, I only mention this because the other day, a redhead asshole was in that store trying to spark an argument with a couple of people around him standing in line. And they weren't biting. It's all a hoax. The media just wants to make Trump look bad. Do you know anybody who died from it? I didn't think so. Yeah. If asshole ever shows up again and starts talking that shit near me, I'm going to tell him what's up and then tell him, you know what? You should bring all your damn friends over here and shop at this store. That'll show the libs, won't it? Anyway, uh, in a bit, we'll get into the MYOBG. Okay, back to the stage. Uh, continuing the walk through the park with a new piece by Mercury and the Architects, the epic anti-pop community of individuals down in L.A. It's called Loophole. Nobody wants you as mine To be as free as we are There's a riot outside Trying to keep us Trying to keep us apart Maybe I'll close the blinds So we can see through the noise Walls are all in our minds Nothing we can There's nothing we can avoid I'm not scared that way this love affair don't need approval Yeah, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care It ain't fair how the rules go We're always gonna find a Love of 
Okay, next up, it's more chill out. Ghost Colored by Love's Lies Crushing from the 2013 album Ghost Colored Halo and the band's 10th album. Uh, somewhere between My Bloody Valentine and Ambient Music, the duo of Scott Cortez and Melissa Arpin Duimstra has been crafting lo-fi dreamscapes since the fall of 91. Uh, this is, yeah, another Project Records release, and I didn't see it on their Bandcamp page, but I think they're a Seattle group.
Okay, uh, wrapping the set with Space by Mira. Uh, just because I wanted some dreamy shoegazer pop with an edgy angular guitar. Uh, I think she's another local Seattle area artist reissued by Project Records. And this is from her second album released in 2001. It's on a band camp Name Your Price page. Nice stuff.
Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, gonna keep this relatively short because there's no way to succinctly cover a month of President Shithole's egregious mendacity. So, just a few points. The novel coronavirus has already mutated a handful of times, but according to one article's experts, the new mutations are happening in slow motion and extremely similar to the original virus that appeared in Wuhan, China. And they don't seem to be any more aggressive than it already is. And yeah, there are stories out there that imply the exact opposite. So. Maybe a vaccine will protect people against the original strain and any mutations, maybe not. Of course, a working vaccine is still a minimum of eight months to a year away, regardless of the latest breathless breakthrough articles. And you know, no matter what, the second wave may just take off in the rural red states sometime around May Day, because too many red hats throwing temper tantrums armed frickin' temper tantrums are trying to spread it and succeeding with an eye toward monkey wrench in the summer but you know they needn't bother the refusal of president shithole to call for widespread public testing at all and still dragging his heels demanding governors give him either a public hand job or a hummer before he'll lift a damn finger is likely to result in 80 to 100,000 U.S. deaths by November. Well, that's if the red state's health infrastructure gets overwhelmed. And, you know, y'all can say Chinese virus and blame the World Health Organization all damn day. But China didn't kill President Obama's pandemic response team in 2018. And the WHO didn't spend a single day in February on the golf course calling the pandemic a hoax. You know, they were busy making uh, over a million and a half masks. And finally, the angry and impatient one percenters going all damn the plague and get back to work aptly demonstrates the business acumen that proudly worked slaves to death and is at the heart of the rot of American capitalism, birthed on the plantation. The absolute contempt for manual labor because Massa, Boss Man, Big Daddy, was used to getting it for free. And I'm talking in the antebellum North and the South. Yeah, life, liberty, and owning a couple of strong bucks. That's why wages for manual labor were and are viewed by many captains of industry as a tax. And you know, back then, before the Civil War, there was no income tax. And the rich planters basically ran the slave states. And uh, how many of the first dozen presidents were slave owners? Now, they were the ones who collected what taxes there were and built only the civic infrastructure they felt like, making the slop and rags and shacks provided to slaves pretty much a personal expense that paid for itself. And if it didn't, uh, you could always sell off a kid or two. Right. Anyway, digressing. There are no events highlighted this time out, not even Zoom happenings because of all the damn trolls. But I will predict that 420 will be an actual thing this year and not just a Nazi play date. And two weeks from now, May Day 
will be a big frickin' deal everywhere. Because social distancing and mass protest can go together. Okay, for the duration, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email, and I may add it to my Twitter feed. Uh, the address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Transfer complete. Okay, in-grid practice. Well, what should have been two weeks turned into a month-long pause since the last show, partly due to my former bank. Uh, but anyway, on the mobile Benitez 8 power plant, I settled on a dollar store plastic container as the enclosure for parts. Uh, next thing up was waiting for check day so I could order the 22 amp hour batteries when the former bank got froggy on me. But anyway, while dealing with that crap, I worked on the bug out plan, uh, picking gear to buy at the REI store, like say a handlebar harness, but because I couldn't walk in and buy it, I started comparing the $100 and up models to DIY harnesses. Ultimately, I ended up making what I hope is tough, flexible, waterproof, and should easily carry 10 to 15 pounds of camping gear. Uh, there's a ton of pictures on the lab notes page, so I'm just gonna be brief. The core is Reflectix, 18 by 18 inches, covered in three layers of duct tape on one side and three on the other. Uh, the outside has belt loops for straps, and the whole thing is designed to hang from a handlebar extension bracket. Uh, it weighs about two pounds, and the total cost of materials is a little under 50 bucks. Next thing I built was my camp stoves. Uh, I got two very basic tuna can type alcohol stoves uh, using a 10 ounce and a 5 ounce can and my mini rocket stove for backup, and that one's for burning wood, which should provide a decent one-person campfire. According to a few YouTube reviews of alcohol stove fuels, heat in the yellow bottle is good and fast for outdoor use, but only Everclear should be used indoors. And I do want to indoors test the thing first, and apparently, denatured alcohol stinks as it burns. Now, the 10-ounce can stove is too big for the kettle I got, but it will work with a 7 to 10-inch skillet. Ooh, eggs and bacon. Uh, now, last thing was the cargo trailer. The model I want, yeah, the Schwinn Day Tripper, I can't even buy local. Meaning, if it broke apart on the road, I'm kind of SOL, but looking over 
DIY trailers. I saw a Pinterest link to a dead page, a 2012 bikehacks.com forum page found uh, through Internet Archive's Wayback Machine. Yeah, it's called Utility Cart Bike Trailer Hack. Uh, oh, I have the pictures for it on the page too. It has a granny cart strapped to a bike rear rack using bungee cords with bangle ends. Now granted, not many touring bikers have gone this route because of concern over the wheels. And it looks kinda ghetto, but depending on the wheels, some have a carry capacity between 80 and 120 pounds. And if this thing did break down, I would only need to limp it to the nearest store where I could just buy another $20 granny cart and keep on rolling. The one thing I don't like on this is that bungee hitch. I mean, even though I tried it and it seems okay, no. Since 2012, very, very few folks replicated this design and the original poster never followed up on his. So, no, I'd rather have a solid hardware hitch. So, once my new bank was set up and I finally got my damn check, I picked up parts from the hardware store. I got a 3 8 inch single bolt pipe repair clamp, uh, two 3 8 inch eye bolts, uh, two 3 8 by 2 inch bolts, uh, nuts, washers, uh, two heavy duty house grade 6 hole corner braces, and using a master lock to serve as the hitch pin as suggested by more than one bike form. Yeah, it's a good idea. Now, with minor alterations to the shopping cart handle and the rack, yeah, I mean, I had to drill out that hole that's on the rear rack so I could put a quarter inch bolt through and bolt down the center. Anyway, after doing that little bit, the hitch bolted together nice and solid. And to uh, lock it in place laterally, I added hose clamps around the outside rails of the rack. Okay, so yesterday, Thursday around noon, I brought the bike and trailer out and ran a short test ride. Uh, I went about two or three blocks up Valencia, then went past my crib and went a few blocks down and back, uh, checking the hitch, cause you couldn't feel it at all. I mean, the cart rattled a bit from the light dummy load as expected, but otherwise, hey, five by five. And I don't see an issue as long as I don't try more than, say, 80 pounds on these wheels, and I don't ride faster than 30 miles an hour. So the next thing will be a longer test ride, like to Golden Gate Park, to shake out any other bugs while I look for replacement wheels so I can carry like a hundred pounds if I need to. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with some new ambience from, again, Project Records. Illusion of Duality by Jarguna, an Italian electronic music artist. Uh, this is his 31st album, The Morning Star, released uh, March 21st. 
Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on Internet Archive, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Player FM, Listen Notes, Podknife, and Mixcloud. Uh, show notes are on the pod pages. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends, subscribe, why don't you? And to the rabid red hats, don't ever again say shit to me about Benghazi and the four dead bodies y'all repeatedly flogged Hillary with when thousands of dead Americans is a small price to pay to reinflate Wall Street and Trump's poll numbers. Yeah, mister, I don't take responsibility at all, but I have total authority. You know, screw y'all sideways with a dirty ventilator. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClough. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for maybe Saturday, the day after May Day, 2020. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.